It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. What's happening, Better Faster Podcast listeners? We're serving this one up cold for you guys because we're talking cryotherapy. We're talking about icing, cold packs, ice baths, and whole body cryo tanks that cost more than your house. And this one, we're going to be diving into some of those proposed theories and science for what icing does to the human body. Also talking about pros and cons for why we should or shouldn't use ice in the first place. And like any good scientist, this episode raises more questions than answers. And spoiler alert, Josh and I don't find a ton of use for ice in the clinic. But if anyone has better reasons than we do, I'm all ears, and I reserve the right to change my mind tomorrow. We got a couple dates for you guys. On May 18th and 19th, Dr. Kyle Thibodeau and my co-host Josh are teaching strength and conditioning in the clinic, Casey, South Carolina, and the link for that is in the show notes, and student discounts are available. Finally, if you like the episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review, and tell your friends about the podcast as well. Enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, Brandon and I are talking about icing. Icing, as you may know, is a pretty polarizing topic. Got him. Yep, dad jokes for the win. So, uh, yo, there is some debate here. Should we ice? Should we not ice? When do we do it? Um, when is it effective? When might it actually uh, kind of slow down the healing process? So this is something that Brandon and I wanted to share some thoughts on. So, uh, Brandon, first off, um, talking about ice, usually it seems like this is done right after an injury. So let's talk about that first. So somebody has some kind of injury, they roll their ankle, right? We'll just take it easy. And we've all sprained our ankles. Roll an ankle. Should we put ice on it? It's a little bit of a loaded question, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, <laughs> I'll say that as I've evolved in my clinical practice, I rarely ever use ice. I mean, honestly, it might be once a year, mm -hmm. if that, seriously. Um, and I think I am going to get your question, but I think that if we kind of trace it back to the origins, when people started using icing, there's really never any been any hard science support. I think that um, if you trace it back, athletic trainers like in either the 60s or the 80s just started using it on the sidelines and it just kind of caught fire because I think conventional wisdom would tell you that if something's hot, you need to cool it down and mm -hmm. therefore icing achieves that purpose. Um, but in my opinion, I think that icing may potentially cause more harm than it's worth. Um, so if I were to use it, it'd be in very rare instances. So if someone, yes, someone had a very fresh ankle sprain, and I'm talking they came to see me within the first few hours of that, I might put some ice on it then, but only then. And we can dive into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess we, uh, you know, on the same page there. Uh, I know for me, 
uh, a lot of it, at least from personal experience, is uh, you know what I thought it was it was doing for me, right? As as an athlete, so I had elbow problems my entire baseball career, and so for me, pretty much every day after throwing, I put I put ice on, right? And it was just kind of part of my routine, and and uh, it did feel good. We know that ice, it, you know, does have kind of an analgesic effect. It's going to you know alter you know you know perce- perception of pain. So for me elbow hurting, put ice on it, elbow feel better, I'm going to keep going, you know, Um, but really, you know, in hindsight, looking back on it, it really wasn't helping me address what actually was causing the the underlying issue. So I know there is a little bit of a uh, psychology thing. uh, But when we talk about what icing is actually doing, I think that's probably where I want to go next with this conversation is, you know, say we have that acute ankle sprain or, or whatever it might be, we have some kind of pain, we put ice on it, what's actually happening? So, yeah, I, I think that it's still very much commonplace, right? Athletes mm-hmm. use it a lot. Physicians, especially orthos, will tell their patients to ice for a long, long time, well after surgeries or well after any kind of acute injury, that sort of thing, too. But I think what we get taught in school is that essentially the reasons why we ice are, like you said, analgesic effect, pain relief. And it does do that, right? Mm-hmm. It definitely will numb some stuff up. Um, they also say that it will uh, decrease an initial inflammatory response that's debatable. They'll say that it actually cools tissue temperature. Maybe it cools the skin, but anything underlying that, that's also debatable as well too. Decrease in metabolic activity. Again, debatable. If it did all those things though, what we need to do is ask the question of if we were to actually decrease inflammatory response, decrease metabolic effects, cool tissue temperature, is that actually a good thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of where we're going to go next. No, yeah, that's, that's a great question, right? Because we know that that inflammation is not necessarily a bad thing. It's more that uncontrolled inflammation, if it, you know, too much could end up being a bad thing. So uh, we do have, if we do have an injury, the inflammatory process is necessary for our body to help heal itself. Like we have to have that, you know, happening there. And so if we're blunting that, are we actually slowing the healing process? Um, So, you know, that's, that's one argument there on why maybe after that really fresh, period, maybe a few hours, we might not want to ice it because we might actually be doing more harm than good. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback off of that too, this is all theory. I know Mm -hmm. this is proven. I don't know if this is actually anything that we can prove at this point, but the way it works in my head is that we actually need that inflammatory response. That's the way we were made Mm -hmm. and that's how our tissues are going to heal optimally. So there's a ton of inflammatory markers, but the ones that always keep in mind are prostaglandins, right? That's what lines our stomach. That's a really strong inflammatory marker. Those are like the, basically the little guys or or girls, it's 2019, guys or girls that have the flags. They go to the site of injury, they lay flags down. That's what signals all the rest of these things like growth factor to come along and actually, you know, start to heal these tissues and that sort of thing. So if we ice that area, if we take an anti-inflammatory, we're not going to have as many flags in that spot. Are our tissues going to heal as efficiently as they could had we not done that? That's the question that always comes up in my mind. Yeah, no, and that's, you know, when we think about it that way, it's, you know, the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. Yeah. So, so it, it really is definitely a polarizing topic to get back to, uh, to, to get back to our original uh, dad joke. At Two times. Yeah, twice, man. I had to drop it twice. Um, just a total side note, um, Kelsey and I are getting married in the Episcopal Church. We had to do premarital counseling with um, you know, our Episcopal priest, right? It's part of the whole thing. And we had to write 25 things that we love about each other individually. And she's going to kill me for saying this. Um, but we wrote two, you know, two separate lists. We go in and we have to read them to each other. And what was on her list? 
my dad jokes. <laughs> so just throwing that out there, my dad jokes, they, they're a hit, man. I was they're a hit. Yeah, no, no. But yeah, my dad jokes are great. Um, if you need a good one, just remember, uh, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. <laughs> Leave it there. Boom. All right. So um, again, we talked a little bit about the psychology of it too. Mm-hmm. So for me, if you know, as an athlete, I wanted ice. So I would not have been very receptive at that time to someone telling me, hey, this doesn't work. Why are you doing this? Right. So we have to be a little bit more tactful with that. Mm-hmm. And for me, if it's something like that, where it's, you know, this a little bit of maintenance there and it kind of keeps the person, um, you know, you know it keeps them in the right mindset, then, then I'm okay with, uh, with a little bit of ice in that instance. Right. I mean, a lot of it is the perception of the individual. And if it's an elite level athlete and they have the routine, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, try to make sure that I'm educating in a manner that's, you know, allows them to be receptive to it. But the last thing I want to do is attack and be like, oh man, well, I don't know why you're putting ice on. So if somebody wants ice, an elite level athlete, I'm probably going to be more likely to at least initially maybe roll along with it and then figure out, okay, how can I educate them on, on what's really happening here? Sure. Yeah. Michael Phelps wants cups. He gets cups. Yep, Tiger, exactly. Woods, Tiger Woods wants ice. He, he gets ice. Tiger gets ice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally agree with that psychology. I ultimately, I, I don't think icing is super detrimental. Right, right, yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but at the same time, we don't have game readies in our clinic. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we might have ice packs in our freezer, but we probably don't. <laughs> no. I need to go back there and check. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, this, is, this is how I tell, what I tell patients. They ask me about it all the time. Should I ice this? And, again, most of the time people that come to see me, it's not within that first few hours of injury. So I will tell them, if you're in so much pain that you can't function, you can't sleep, you can't go to work, that kind of thing, and you feel like you need to numb it up, Put a little ice on there, numb it up for a little bit, and just be done with it. That sort mm-hmm. of thing. Psychology, huge thing. If yeah. someone's having success, you know, they're not doing anything that's super detrimental, and icing is part of their routine, that sort of thing. Maybe yep. a pitcher who likes to ice after a game, mm-hmm. go for it. I ain't messing with that. That's, yeah. you know, that's not worth it. The other thing, too, kind of a caveat, is um, if someone has, like, a fresh hematoma, like, think like a giant bruise on the front of a thigh, like on a quad. Mm-hmm. There is some suggestion that there could be like an ossification, basically a bone growth that could come right within that muscle. And the reason for that is maybe because some, some stem, cell, stem cells have infiltrated that area. So if you ice that area, maybe you're cutting off some of the blood flow coming to it. But again, that's a little bit of theory. Whether or not icing could actually achieve that is suspect, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other circling back around what we talked about at the beginning about things that ice potentially does is I think we learned in school that it controls swelling. Mm-hmm. I don't think it actually does that, right? Yeah. That's going to be more so compression, elevation, movement. Movement, I think, I, I usually couple that with compression because your muscles actually like a physical pump to kind of get fluid out. Yep. So instead of game readies, we don't have them here. We have the Normatec compression boots. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially what that does, they, I call them space boots for short. Um, you put them on, they encompass the entire leg. They'll start to squeeze all the way from the toes up the entire thigh. Works really, really nicely to squeeze fluid out. They're kind of fancy. You don't have to have them. A lot of times just getting your feet up and throwing some kind of a wrap around it will get the same thing done, but they are nice to have. Um, so, you know, we do kind of buy into this minimal use of icing, and that's why we kind of invested in equipment that does not include cryotherapy, which is another word for ice. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is all the points we've made that are potential benefits from icing – all of those points, other than maybe cooling tissue down, exercise, movement mm-hmm. does the exact same thing, mm-hmm. right? So, right. you know, that's also, uh, you know, free and easy and, mm-hmm. and can be done anywhere. So uh, for me, a, a lot of the times, like if somebody says, oh, I want to control inflammation, so I'm going to ice. 
well, I might tell them, you know, what else we can do is we can, we can move, we can get some easy movement. That's going to do it. Or, or, oh man, this is really hurting me today from pain. Oh, you know what else is going to help with pain is actually if we move a little bit and let's try to start moving. So like, you could basically replace ice with movement in all of these situations. And there is good literature to support yep. movement for all of those. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm probably going to go that route, right? Um, again, unless there's, you know, this patient perception or athlete perception of like, they need ice for this. It's what they do. And they're high level, like high level pitcher. I'm going to give the gas mice, you know, it's because like you mentioned, it's, it's probably not hurting anything, right. you know, especially if he puts it on for 15, 20 minutes. You know, that's how I was. I put it on for my drive back home to the dorm, right. Mm-hmm. After, after uh, a, a game. So mm-hmm. I put it on after I leave the field, I drive back with my one arm because my other arm's got ice and an ice pack wrapped around. And then I get home, I take it off, toss it in the trash and I walk in. Is that hurting anything? No. Did it make me feel better about my recovery going into the next day? Yes. So um, for me, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, resort to more movement. That's what I'm going to fall back on. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we're going to get asked this question too. What about ice baths, mm-hmm. whole body cryotherapy, right? yeah. those, those $60,000 machines that mm-hmm. people dump their whole bodies into? Yeah. What, what, what will we use those for? Are they necessary? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question too, man. I haven't seen a ton of, uh, of literature that makes me want to jump on the bandwagon, especially with the, uh, the, the cost part of it too. Um, cause you know, going and doing, you know, these cryo sessions are, are not cheap, you know, and, and I looked up for fun, how much it costs to have like a unit. And those are really not cheap. Um, so for me, it kind of resorts back to, well, what am I trying to get out of it? Right. And a lot of people talk about, so, well, I'm trying to, you know, even you say contrast bathing in the same kind of category, which, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, to facilitate changes in blood flow. Maybe we're trying to cool it down, warm it up. You know, we're trying to, to basically create a pump in that manner of constriction and then dilation. Right. Well, again, movement is going to do the same thing. I'm probably going to go the movement route. Um, but I have some athletes who love, you know, cryotherapy, right? And if that's what they want to do, cool. It's not hurting anything. It, it's not going to hurt them. If they get done training a couple hours later, they want to drive across town and hop in a cryo, in one of those cryo tanks for two minutes, you know? So for me, I don't think that there's a ton of uh, support that makes me really push it on people. But there's also, you know, not that's gonna, nothing that's really going to make me be like, oh, don't do that. Um, right. And I played around with some contracts bathing myself, and you do feel better a lot mm-hmm. of times. And so there's something to be said for feeling better. So mm-hmm. if it makes you feel better and you think you're recovering better, then you probably are going to feel better to recover better. And then if you think you're performing better because of that, you probably are. So that's kind of how I feel about it. And that's like my PC answer there. <laughs> but, but Tim Ferriss said that if I get an ice bath, it's going to raise my testosterone levels. Hey, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a great uh, a great example of something that I don't take a cold shower and do some deadlifts. Yeah, I, you know, I, exactly. I don't. I'd love to see you know maybe a, a study on that that shows uh, you know pre and post uh, T levels <laughs> or something like that. But um, you know, if, if someone b- believes that that's what's going to happen, then do it. You know, because they're going to be better off because of their change in mindset. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily subscribe too much to that. Um, but you know, again, teach their own. Sure. Yeah. What about you? You know, I want to get your thoughts on that. You a cryo guy? (laughs) Not, not at all, man. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a luxury. If I, if I had one, I'm probably probably going to get it. I'd probably use it Mm -hmm. just because it feels good. But again, I think that'd be going back to the psychology. It'd be nice and relaxing, but I don't think it's completely necessary. Man, I Mm -hmm. think there's plenty of high level athletes, champions, world champions that do just fine without the cryotherapy Mm -hmm. and are living completely healthy, (laughs) injury free lives. That's what I think. Well, I guess that uh, that kind of brings us full circle. So to sum it up there, if it's really fresh, 
um, and there's maybe a lot of pain, it's preventing you from being able to, to sleep or move or, or something like that. Maybe ice is going to help you out there a little bit, but in the long run, say, you know, if it's after an injury, maybe six hours after an injury, or if it's something that's chronic, we're probably not getting a lot out of the ice, at least from a healing perspective. But again, you know, if you, you know, if a patient's with you, an athlete's with you, and they, they swear by it, it's part of their routine, and you don't deem that they're doing too much of it or really causing any issue, then then maybe you let, you let it roll for a little bit and you try to, you know, start to implement some things that might be more evidence-based along the way, like getting them more into an active recovery type modality and using movement in that method or in that regard instead of ice. But um, for me, yeah, I think that there's a lot of conflicting evidence there and, and I think we covered most of it. Anything you want to add? No, I think that's it, man. I think we're just circling the drain now. Awesome. All right. Well, if you haven't already, please go on to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, rate and review the podcast. We really appreciate it. It's how we reach more people. It's how we uh, you know, uh, get topics for future episodes. Great place to leave a comment or a question uh, like this one. Like, well, what do you think about icing? Um, so we really appreciate those of you that already have gone on there. If not, we would love it if you would do so. Uh, as always, uh, we thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.